and welcome to the Westside Church's special Monday Morning Coffee Podcast. On this podcast, our preacher, Mark Roberts, will help you get your week started right with a look back at yesterday's sermon so that we can think through it further and better work the applications into our daily lives. Mark will then look forward into this week's Bible reading so that we can know what to expect and watch for. And he may have some extra bonus thoughts from time to time. So grab a cup of coffee as we start the week together on Monday Morning Coffee with Mark. Good morning, good morning. I'm Mark, and I've got a cup of coffee, and I'm ready to start the week with you on this edition of the Monday Morning Coffee Podcast. I'm drinking a little Papua New Guinea this morning, just made in a pour-over, and it is amazing. Hope that you are ready to get going as we think again about yesterday's sermon and get ready with daily Bible reading for this week. Let's talk about the sermon. It came out of Acts 17, verses 11 and 12. Now, these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the Scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them, therefore, believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. I call that sermon genuinely Berean. We talked about these Berean folks in verses 11 and 12 and what makes them so special in their handling of the Word of God. And I identified yesterday for you four key attitudes that really make you a Berean. First and foremost, these people were willing to be challenged by something new. They weren't just rehearsing what they'd already decided the Bible meant. They valued the Old Testament. They were looking for the Messiah, and they were searching the Scriptures not just to read interesting Bible trivia, but to see Jesus in the text of Scripture. Then thirdly, really love this idea of how they were willing to think carefully in the Scriptures. They were examining it, a word that talks about effort. Everything is not going to always be easy and fun. We need to be willing to stretch and exert ourselves. And then, of course, finally, verse 12 tells us many believed. That means that they accepted the truth of Scripture despite even difficult consequences. Those are the four big ideas from yesterday. And I will tell you this, there was plenty left on the cutting room floor. I think I could preach out of Acts 17, 11, and 12 for about a month. But let me just share with you a couple of other ideas. Maybe you thought of some things as well from Acts 17, 11, and 12. First and foremost, let me just note this. The beginning place in that text is that these people have faith in the Bible. Now, that's the Old Testament. We talked about that yesterday. But they already accept the Bible as the Word of God. So if you're dealing with somebody in your workplace who doesn't believe in the Bible, you're in a different place than when Paul goes to Berea, says, let's open the Scriptures, let's talk about Jesus the Messiah. We need to be very aware of that. We need to move the starting point backward for people who don't already believe the Bible. You'll see that in Acts 17 later in the chapter when Paul goes to Athens, and he does talk to people who don't accept the Scriptures. It's a different kind of sermon with a different beginning place. So just be aware of that. You and I are really on fire for the Bible you're listening to a podcast on Monday morning about the Bible. So you have interest in the Bible, you have faith in the Bible, but not everybody shares that. We need to be very conscious of that. The second thing that I would want to say here is that I'm very impressed that the Bereans don't accept 
the authority of an apostle. They listen to Paul, they give credence to what he says, but they are examining the scriptures to see if what he says is so. They don't just believe it because Paul said it. And I can't emphasize enough, that attitude needs to be a part of every disciple's life. Just because I said it on a podcast, or somebody said it in a pulpit, or somebody wrote it on a blog, doesn't make it so. We seem to have reached the age of gullibility in our society today. People constantly retweet and reshare things that are simply wrong. They're fake news. They're false. And that is just absolutely devastating in so many areas, but none more so than in our walk with God and in our spirituality. We don't ever want to be part of something that's false, which means we have to examine everything from the scriptures. So those are two good ideas, I think, that I would like to have had more opportunity to develop, but I think they're worth thinking about a little bit on this podcast. And then I also want on this podcast to give you a key application, something to do. Let's go forward with something. And what I'm going to say about that comes from this idea that they examine the scriptures with all eagerness. Maybe if you're struggling in daily Bible reading, maybe if you're struggling in worship, maybe if you're struggling with engaging with God, it's just an attitude check that you need. How eager am I for the things of God. Sometimes people view daily Bible reading kind of like a religious chore. It's the kind of thing that I have to do because I'm a Christian, but I just don't look forward to it. I, oh, just, oh, it's this drudgery kind of thing. I'm trudging through my Christian life with all these drudgery things I have to do. I call that trudgery, and it just is making me miserable. Don't be like that. Look at the chance to read the Bible. Look at the chance to worship God. Look at the chance to think through Scripture as the opportunity to meet with your Creator, to know Him better, and to understand His will for your life. I begin the sermon by talking about these people didn't have the New Testament, and they don't even own a personal copy of the Bible the way you and I have Bibles today. We're so blessed. Let's just think about it. What if all the Bibles were taken away? What if our government decided to collect all the Bibles up and burn them? Then think about how you would feel if you found a Bible. Wouldn't you be eager to read God's Word? Look! Look! We found one! Let's see what it says. That needs to be my attitude every time I read the Bible. God is going to speak to me here. I'm going to learn something of God, God's will, God's ways. I want to know God better, and God's Word's the way to do that. I am eager to read the Bible. A change of attitude can make us more Berean. That's a good to-do that comes out of Acts 17, verses 11 and 12. Well, thanks for thinking about that sermon a little bit. Let's think a little bit now about our daily Bible reading. Let's turn our attention now to the daily Bible reading we'll be doing this week. This week we are in John's Gospel. We're reading in John chapter 6, beginning in verse 16. Your reading for today, Monday, is John 6, 16 to 40. We'll read in John 6 today, Monday, and then Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday we begin John chapter 7. Let me say a few words about John 6 to get you set for that. We read about the feeding of the 5,000 on Friday. 
That becomes an enormously important sign. It is the only miracle recorded in all four Gospels. Jesus then walks on water that evening, and the crowd comes to him the next day. And they are very aware that something has happened and that there is more to Jesus than just meets the eye because here Jesus is able to do things like get across the Sea of Galilee in ways that they're not fully able to completely comprehend or understand. And although we don't know everything about how public the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 was, it is clear that people had some inkling that something, something really special is happening here and that Jesus is not just some regular person. So they come to Jesus and the result of this is the famous bread of life sermon. This is very important in John's gospel and you can tell that it's very important because he gives it so much attention and so much space. It is in many ways very much the same as the sermon in chapter 4 where Jesus talks with the woman at the well about living water. And the point of those sermons is that material things don't satisfy. They don't really fill us up. Jesus is saying that we need to train our appetites for what we do need instead of what we want. And the feeding of the 5,000 points to Jesus' ability to give the world the true bread, the bread of life. And I want to say this, this is not a Lord's Supper passage. That's probably one of the most important things that I can say about John chapter 6 to get you ready for the reading of that. A lot of people read this flash and so forth. This is, this is my body is, is being read into that. Jesus does not actually say this is my body. He says this is my flesh and, and this is my blood. And somehow that just makes us think of the Lord's Supper. But it's not the Lord's Supper. In verse 51, Jesus says, If you eat of this bread, you'll live forever. And you can eat the Lord's Supper bread. You will not live forever. You will die physically, and it's even possible for you to sin and die spiritually. He's not talking about the Lord's Supper. If you read this carefully, you will notice that eating Jesus here is a metaphor for belief. He who sees and believes has eternal life in verse 40. He who believes has eternal life in verse 47. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life in verse 54. The idea here is that you take Jesus fully in. And, and sometimes we'll say, you know, I, I, I heard this lecture and I just ate that up. What, what does that mean? Does that mean you literally went up there and you grabbed the guy's manuscript and you chomped down it? No, it means that you just took it in and it became part of you. And that's what Jesus is talking about in John 6. Belief in Him that we take in and it becomes part of us. It becomes who we are and it determines how we're going to live and, and what we're going to be all about. So this leads to the first time that Jesus will make one of these I am statements. In verse 35, I am the bread of life. So he can fill us up with what we need spiritually the very most. In chapter 7, then, let me give a word or two about chapter 7. At the end of chapter 6, some people misunderstand Jesus. They don't really want to think and grapple with what he's saying there. They decide to make a very literal interpretation of what Jesus is saying. Oh, how can we eat you? What is this, cannibalism? Obviously, Jesus isn't talking about that, but they don't want to think deeper than that. And they're offended and they bail. At the end of chapter 6 then, the apostles are looking at Jesus. Jesus says, are you guys out of here? And Peter has that great statement where he says, where else would we go to? Who else could we go to? Who else has the words of life? And John is pushing the reader. He's pushing you to make a decision. Are you going to be offended? Are you going to leave Jesus? Oh, I don't understand. Oh, I, it's some kind of crazy talk here. Or are you going to say like Peter, you and you alone have the words of life? 
So that's chapter 6. And then, like I said, a word or two here about chapter 7, where Jesus is going to know more rejection. We really are in a section of rejection here in John's gospel. And Jesus decides in in chapter 7 in our reading on Thursday that he will go up for the Feast of Tabernacles to Jerusalem. And that feast is a Thanksgiving feast. And this would be in the fall of the year. Verse 2, the Jews' Feast of Booths was at hand. That's that feast where people lived outside to remember. They built booths or tents to remember the time in the wilderness when God sustained them. And it was a time of thanksgiving for the harvest of fruit and olive and grapes and all the things that an agricultural society brings in during the harvest time. And so this would be a time when people are thinking about God and about God's bounty and about God's blessing. And in the middle of that, there's just a lot of controversy. Jesus is in the temple. He's teaching. We'll be reading this section on Friday. People are very unhappy. People are beginning to ask questions about Jesus. How could this man, he's not been to rabbinical school, verse 15. We don't know about this. Jesus, of course, doesn't teach like the rabbis teach, citing various precedents. Rabbi Akiba said this. Rabbi Ben-Hallel said that. Jesus just teaches out of his own authority. People aren't sure about that. Other people are saying, hey, this guy's doing all these signs. Will the Messiah, verse 31, note that messianic emphasis that John's always calling attention to, could the Messiah possibly do more signs than this man has done? That's harking back to chapter 5 when Jesus healed the man and he ended up taking his bed up and walking. And that engendered some kind of persecution and some kind of opposition already. So Jesus is back in the heart of Jerusalem where all that opposition is. And Jesus is again being opposed. And that's going to make us make some decisions about Jesus. Who is Jesus? Is he the Messiah? That's what John is developing. That's what you and I need to work with. And especially as we work through those five questions, we need to see here, what causes you to believe Jesus is the Christ? That believing you may have life in his name. That's the emphasis in our reading this week. There you go. I'm almost to the end of my coffee for this morning, and I hope that this podcast has set you up for a great start to a great week. If you like this podcast, rate and review it so that it'll rise up on those podcast lists and be more visible, more people can take advantage of it. And I do hope that you'll plan to join me every Monday morning as we look back at the lesson at Westside the day before and we get ready for daily Bible reading for this week. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. And I do hope that the Lord will bless you with a great week this week. See you next Monday with a cup of coffee and the Word of God. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Westside Church of Christ podcast, Monday Morning Coffee with Mark. For more information about Westside, you can connect with us through our website, justchristians.com, and our Facebook page. Our music is from Upbeat.io. That's Upbeat with two P's, U-P-P-B-E-A-T, where creators can get free music. Please share our podcast with others. And we look forward to seeing you again, with a cup of coffee, of course, on next Monday.